Welcome to Her North Podcast. Her North is a sister brand, Compass Rose, that is focused on creating a community of positive women to share, learn, and grow together. Listen in as we interview women from all backgrounds as we navigate through this journey called life. Welcome, Her North listeners. This is Hannah Anderson. And today we are going to be talking with my dad. So welcome, Brett Anderson. Hello, people. <laughs> um, so my dad is quite knowledgeable when it comes to girls or women. Um, I have four sisters total, three little sisters um, who are, what, 11, 9, and 7. And then I have an older sister who is nine years older than me. Um, and my dad is married and you said you have tons of like girl cousins and yeah, I live in a girl world. So when I see little boys playing, I don't even know anything about boys. I say, so my world, <laughs> you know, glitter. Yeah, my and... <laughs> world is glitter and fluffy and pink and a lot of that. So I thought it would be fun to talk with him today. Um, just about some of the life, life lessons that he's taught me, um, throughout my journey and growing up and then like how he's raising my little sisters um, and then also maybe asks a few questions about like how um, raising girls has changed his view on women and um, all things like that because you might be raising the next women president. You never know. <laughs> I could see a little Greta doing that someday or something. Um. So one of the things we talked about today um, with life lessons is about giving time. Like growing up, I we never had a ton of money. We had enough money, but I, I have lots of memories of um, you helping people fix their cars and um, like finishing basements and stuff. So um, like giving of your time was really important. Yeah, well, sometimes you're limited on what your talents might be, but... My philosophy has always been to share and to give, you know. Um, and some people just need help or they don't have much for funds or money either. So do what you can to help the community, friends, neighbors, whatever. So. And I think with that, like another thing you've always taught me is I always treat the janitor and the CEO the same way. So whether you're helping, you know, a guy in a three-piece suit on the side of the road or you know, giving a few bucks to a homeless guy, um, you know, people are people. Well, you don't know how life's going to change because next week uh, the guy that you think's just the janitor could be helping you on the side of the road. And so you just need to know that, you know, you're living your life in a way that, you know, you'd want people to treat you. So kind of the golden rule sort of thing. So. And you've always said, like, not to burn <clears throat> bridges either, like... You know, when you leave a job or whatever, you never know when that opportunity or that connection could come back. Right. Well, yeah. So, again, you don't know how life's going to change. And you could go to a new job and hate it and wish that you held your old job back. But if you burn <laughs> that bridge, you don't get your old job back. So, you, and just, you never know. You've done that with a job, too, where, like, you've left going on a different adventure and then um, wanting to come back or life just ended up. Right. That way. Yeah. So basically, the truth held for me, where uh, you know I wasn't going back begging for my job, but certainly the opportunity was there, and everybody was still on good terms with each other and very friendly, and hence I had my old job back. So. Yeah, and that connection has helped with um, 
other networking stuff as as you've branched out into your own business too in the same industry like they've kind of helped with I don't know growing that and a good resource yeah well when you're a good employee and you uh, do a good job for a company and you leave um, I've had the opportunity to still work for them in some regard where they either refer me to somebody else or they get to be a a good reference for me uh, or just give me more work so I've been fortunate that way it's really helped me too I would say like in my career having those things in mind I mean I know I've definitely walked into my boss's boss's office and said hey I have an idea or what do you think about this or um, you know, upon leaving jobs, going back and asking my former bosses for references or different connections to like help my career move forward at different spots in life. And um, yeah, I've never felt intimidated. I've just seen people as people, I guess. Years ago, I had a job where I went to the, basically the owner of the company with an idea and when I was sitting at his desk, he said, well, aren't you nervous talking to me? And I said, well, not really. Why? <laughs> he said, well, most people would come and talk to me in my office and feel very uncomfortable. And I said, well, you're a, a man that I think can get something done with this idea. So I have my idea and I want to present it to you. And he was super nice, very uh, you know regular guy. Yeah. He wasn't intimidating. And we had a great conversation. So. And I think in a way that's the responsibility of employees too to like, help progress organizations and and think of new ideas. I mean, you don't have to tell your boss how to run the company per se, but, you know, if there's ways they could make more money or be more efficient, why not? Right, and you want a company that you're hopefully you're working for some folks that have an open mind and want to hear employees' opinions. And I've always tried to, like when I've been a manager, when I've got people in my department or whatever working for me, uh, I want them to feel like they can come to me with their ideas and, and problems because if they have a problem that I don't know about, I can't fix it. So Yeah, yep, exactly. Um, so another thing I like to pride myself on is being a MacGyver type of person. Um, and I know I definitely learned that from you, like, thinking outside of the box, using the materials that you have on hand to, you know, create um, a project or solve the problem. And I'd say we've used that a ton in our business at Compass Rose of not really having the cash flow to put a ton of money into, um, say, it's displays or um, different projects, but really trying to utilize the materials we have. so yeah, can you think of a MacGyver-ish type of <laughs> project you've done before? Well, I think I've always been that guy that, you know, not having a bunch of money, I don't want to hire other people to do the work for me or I can't afford it. So I'm figuring out ways to do it myself. You know, and nowadays the nice thing is we all have, uh, you know, the internet to help us along. YouTube. YouTube is, <laughs> yeah, YouTube is our best friend ever, yeah. right? So, you know, you can... You kind of take some chances because there's somebody out there sort of showing you that they've done it in the past and walking you through it. But years ago, before all of that, you know, you just had to take a chance and take a risk that if you start a project, you can figure out how to finish it without going backwards. And if you go backwards a little bit, just to know that it's not so far that 
you know, it's going to cost you a huge amount of money or uh, time or your life or whatever it is. So, yeah, um, being a MacGyver is, I don't know, it's, it's just something that just sort of comes natural for me. I, I don't know, you don't really train for it. You, you just, it's a yeah. type of learning and you just figure stuff out over time. So, well, and not looking at things, um, the way society or the market or whatever says that you have to look at them. You know, I was just sharing an example of um, one of this, these sign painters in um, this group I'm in was looking for this itty bitty tiny paintbrush. And so she was looking like at artist paintbrushes and they were $30 and just so expensive because it was an artist's paintbrush. Um, but then she came across this nail painting kit, like for your fingernails, and the whole kit was like $5, and it was practically the same brush. So if you just start looking at the objects instead of the categories they're in, um, you know, you could, for them, like, you know, they sell like the same paintbrush for huge margins <laughs> to artists versus nail artists, um, and even in the business world, you know, we've talked a lot about that too, like the value of a product or, you know, what categories could it be in and being creative um, in those ways. Yeah, and I think if you can think outside the box a little bit and just, you know, I always say common sense goes a long way. So um, know what your resources are or figure out how to, you know, network and use the resources that are out there and, and hence you know youtube and the internet nowadays but um you know if you're resourceful you can find a lot of ways to get things done without hiring other people or you know having to spend a bunch of money to get the work done for you so and when you look at stuff too like breaking down what are the materials what could they be used as um with our store or the displays that we've made you know, instead of spending thousands of dollars on commercial grade displays, we've looked at it as, okay, we need a table. What can we make a table out of? Uh, two by fours and wood. And if you stain it, it looks better. You know, so like a little effort makes it look just like the store. <laughs> right. So that's why Home Depot, Menards, those types of places can be your best friend. But again, you still have to go you know, go there, look and see what your options are, find your resources and go there. Get creative, yeah. Um, so growing up, I started playing softball like when I was five years old. So it's been a huge part of my life. And it's been a huge part of your life too. Um, like I would ride along with dad to tournaments on the weekends and sit on the bench and eat countless bags of sunflower seeds and whatever throughout the summers. Um, but sports has really taught me my best lessons in life, I would say. Um, I remember like the first time I made like the A team, the traveling A team. I was like, oh, I made it, you know, like this is it. And, you know, I probably got too cocky and wanted to be a little lazy at practice or whatever. And, you know, dad would tell me that you need to work harder because, even if you think you're on top now, there's people on the B team that are working hard that'll leapfrog you and then and you'll be behind. <laughs> yeah, and so, a lot of it's about attitude. So if you think that you're the best, maybe you are momentarily, but all of a sudden you realize because you're not working hard, people are passing you up and that's not you anymore. So you have to just remember in life to 
work hard and, and continue that so that you don't get passed up and you can stay on top or you can still be that leader or whatever it is you're doing. So, And a commitment to a team, how is that or how does that play into the business world or even for my little sisters, you know, learning about that? Yeah, and I think it's huge. Uh, you know, I when I would manage people at places, you know, to me, the team, it's a team effort, you know. And if you're not all on the same team and on the same page working together, uh, you're not going to have the same success as if you're all buying into the same, you know, the same team's uh, attitude, philosophies and all that. Um, and I think team sports sports in general are just a great way for kids and people to you know be doing something in their life that teaches them a lot of life lessons you know the team sport part of it uh, working hard um, just you know living your life in a good way because I feel like a lot of kids uh, that aren't in sports can easily get led astray to go down the wrong path uh, I think a lot of the kids in sports and I don't have any statistics but I think in general, good sports kids grow up to be just good adults. You know, they just, they learn those life lessons. They stay out of the trouble. They, uh, you know, they know what team team's all about. And uh, in general, I just always felt like sports are a way for kids to, you know, grow up to be just good, good or better people. So. And the team commitment. I mean, you wouldn't, I think there was like one season that I thought, I wanted to quit in the middle of it and I got the pep talk of, you know, it's a season, you committed to it, your other teammates are, you know, expecting you to be there, relying on you. Um, so if you commit to projects or teams, stick it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're saying, yes, I can do this. And if halfway through it, you say, well, no, I can't, then you know, your name, your reputation, everything is kind of out there, whether it's in the business world or whatever it is. So now with three little girls growing up in this house, we're trying to instill that philosophy a little bit. And of course, they're at a younger age where it's hard to get a 12-year-old to feel like, you know, if she's not the best at volleyball, it's okay. Just do your best, try hard and, and be a part of that team and support them, uh, even if you're not the best server or whatever it is your position is. So um, it's more about the team than it is about winning and having to be a winner all the time so mm -hmm. and do you think like you know they talk a lot about like participation ribbons and things like that I mean that's really affected kids I'd say yeah and I think as as a dad or I think parents maybe feel both ways about that I you know do I want my kid to earn their participate participation ribbon and you know make it look like he's the world champion of something or she? Um, I'd rather maybe that it was different, but you know they're not huge trophies. They're you know usually it's a piece of paper and a, and a purple ribbon that says you did a good job and it's almost like thank you for participating. Yeah. Um, so that part of it's okay and maybe as dads you know because I know I've talked to other dads we have to get over the whole thing because you know. When we were younger, we'd get a trophy. Well, we earned it. We we won something. We we got mm -hmm. to the, you know, the end of the tournament and took first place or second place or whatever it was because we deserved it, not because we just showed up. So. And when you lost, <clears throat> you lost. Like you also, um, like had to go through those emotions and like channel that or whatever too. Right. Before. And luckily, right now our girls aren't playing for anything. It's all about learning, and it's sports at a level that uh you know it's not 
not about winning and getting the trophy or the championship or some money at the end of the deal. You're just trying to learn the team aspect of things, uh, how to play with each other uh, and have fun while you're still playing the sport, hopefully in a uh, competitive way, you know. It's so interesting watching my little sisters grow up um, because they have each other. Like basically when I was growing up, I was raised as an only child because between me and my older sister were nine years apart and between me and Violet, my next youngest sister, um, we are 20, 20 years apart, yep, I believe. Yep. Um, and so when I grew up being an only child, basically like my playmate or friends were my parents for a while, you know, so, um, like dad and I were joking before, like, you know, I can't always beat dad at basketball or softball or what, cause obviously, you know, you're better <laughs> then, not anymore, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so now the little ones have each other to kind of like play with and be at the same level and compete together versus like such a huge, um, competitive gap. Right. And so for us, I mean, they have each other to play with. So as parents, we kind of have that, like they can play with each other and keep each other busy and occupied, but they also need that individual time too, so that, you know, they can get quality time with mom or dad or away from their siblings so that they can feel like they have a special and different relationship with their parents. And I tried to do that with the girls too. Like, um, yesterday I took two of them to go down to the mall of America and hang out with them. And then Violet, the oldest, and got to hang out with you guys. So I tried to, especially around their birthdays and like, you know, if I haven't seen one of them in a visit or something, then I'll try to take the time with that too. But yeah, and I think for the girls, they, I mean, they have a big sister to look up to. So as odd as our family is or the dynamics of <laughs> yeah. it, it's not the family tree. It's more of a bush, but, <laughs> um, you know, it's awesome that they have a big sister to look up to and, and the successes that she's had. Um, you know, Hannah's been hunting and, and successful there and her business stuff and just growing herself as a person. Um, you know, these girls have that role model and girls need that in life, you know, whether it's an adult or somebody else that's older than them to show them a good path. And, you know, as a dad, um, you know, it's very important that these girls have a, a dad in their life. You're doing the best you can to raise them and get them to grow up to be good kids you know good adults and you've done such a good job I think like always chasing your dreams or thinking bigger than it is you know whether you're working a mediocre job just knowing it was a job and knowing that there was something more and that really helped me want to grow um, and have bigger dreams so the whole thinking outside the box like just because you're dealt a certain deck of cards doesn't mean that that's your life like Right. You can yeah. go fish and trade your cards and like make it better. <laughs> yeah, and that's attitude too, you know. So, but yeah, if you can get that outside of the box thinking and that attitude and uh, know that life is not just your job or your, you know, whatever world you feel like it is, you're more than that. And, uh, you know, so you can be creative and you can be your own person and you can still uh, be a girl and hunt and fish or, you know, whatever it is you want to pursue in life. Um, just because the norm isn't maybe that, um, it's okay to do that. Especially nowadays, you know, the world's changing a little bit and, um, yeah, you know, it's okay are... to 
to be the leader. You know, women can lead companies nowadays and it's, it's accepted and it's normal. And there's a lot of successful companies because women are running it. Not, you know, they're not successful uh, just because they have a, not just because she's a woman, but yeah. she's a woman who's a good leader and has, you know, good education or whatever she is and brings a lot of skills to, to that job or that position. So I think that's so exciting. I mean, I know for my little sisters, they're going to grow up in a world where it is women empowerment and women supporting women. And I would say like now I'm getting into that world and hence this podcast and things like that. But you know, I mean, through college and different stuff, it was cattiness, you know, between women or pushing another woman down so you could rise up where now, you know, you can rise up together or when you're on top, you can pull people up with you and like create this. We talk a lot about a tribe, like creating your tribe and um, supporting one another and so I do enjoy being a role model for my sisters and um, like showing them you can do it. And I hope I have had a rougher time getting to where I'm at than like they will. I hope it's a easier world for them down the road to, to yeah, succeed. Yeah, and that yet way. to be decided because right now as they're growing up, they're at an age where, you know, who knows exactly what path they're going to take. Are they going to be super outdoorsy and want to hunt and fish and do all that or will they want to be more corporate and you know white collar type people and you know whatever they are is all good as long as they're good people mm -hmm. um, and you can't force them to go down a certain fork in the road because that probably isn't going to work yeah so you just do the best you can with what you have and you hope for the best for them and you try to support them in their decisions and if they make bad ones you try to work through that um, but as long as their decisions are healthy and, and, you know, going in the right direction for them as adults, whether it's through college or their job or whatever it is, um, let them be their own person and, you know, one day at a time at this level. So or at this stage. So, mm -hmm. so with having daughters um, and, you know, when you had me, you were like 22 and then you're in your 40s <laughs> when you had my little sisters. Um, I'm not very smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and I know, like, you wanted boys. I mean, doesn't every guy kind of just... Yeah, I think that's a natural thing. Every little girl wants to get married and wear a white dress. And most boys, when they grow up and they become adults, they want to have a son to maybe be just like them or whatever. But, you know, yeah. once you have... Like for me, all these girls in my life or in your life, you have to deal with what you have. So I kind of tease <laughs> other boys like, I don't know anything about you. I don't know anything about boys. So just go away and, uh, you know, because it's just so different for me. But I think we're all daddy's girls, though. So like we're into the stuff you're into also, you know, whether it's sports or just being outside and um, hanging out in the garage and stuff like. So it's not like we're all super girly or anything. <laughs> right. But yet, you know, as a dad, you don't want to totally push the tomboyish thing because you're not trying to mold them. You're trying to let them mold themselves. But yet you want them to be exposed to a variety of things mm -hmm. so they can go out and help dad do the brakes on the car or, uh, you know, work in the yard or go hunting or fishing or whatever it is. 
and they get to make choices later in life as to whether that's something they want to keep pursuing as they become adults and maybe have their own kids. So, Yeah. It's so fun for me to watch you raise my little sisters because it's, it's fun to give you parenting advice from my life. Like, as your adult child, <laughs> this yeah. is how life was before. When I was 12 and you screwed up that one time, I yeah. don't want you to do that to your sisters. <laughs> Knock it off. Sisters, yeah. So I get to be like an advocate for them. <laughs> Plus sometimes a like, um, you know, parent at points to give you guys a break, but also like the fun big sister side that like can drive now and... Um, you know, living far away, like, they can come. Like, this year, we talked about, like, Violet coming to the shop and working, hopefully, and then, um, you know, kind of seeing that world. Yeah, and hopefully over it. time they can all have their turn at, you know, helping at, at your store or just doing different things to, you know, learn a little bit more about business stuff and just a little work because they're not used to work yet. Yep. And uh, just seeing a different aspect of the world instead of staying home in the summertime and, you know, go to camp and see their friends and yeah not doing enough you know in general as little kids (laughs) normally do but uh, it's good exposure for them and then plus it's for their bigger sister it's not just for somebody you know a person yeah um so has it been fun um i know like you're pursuing your own business dreams and endeavors um has it been fun seeing how our business is formed too and being able to have a a business relationship together and be able to talk about things. Oh, yeah. I mean, we both have skills that can help each other out. You know, I I can help you uh, with construction things and make your shop uh, shine a little bit with on a budget, you know, without spending a bunch of money on display items you can purchase online or whatever. Um, And you get to help me with some of the aspects of my business stuff, whether it be website things or business cards or whatever it is. And... um, you know, the hope is we can get along for a while <laughs> doing that. Sometimes and we're help too much out. alike. Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> we butt heads, obviously, yeah. but we have to realize who we are at the end of the day and yeah. what our goals are. And as a team, we can help each other out. So getting back to the team spirit of things, uh, yeah. that's that needs to be important too. So, And I think it's fun. Like we're built differently than most people, and so it's nice to have somebody else where you can talk in those certain ways like, bounce ideas and we can read each other really well and um see things differently I guess we're like even when I talk to Jordan or you talk to Deanna you know maybe they just think we're weirdos but at least we get each other right (laughs) we speak the same language yeah (laughs) well thank you so much for joining us today dad and um I hope this gives a little insight to some life lessons that I've learned over the years and um it's fun to talk about my little sisters and and the whole life of girls so good luck (laughs) yeah well i need it this is a pink and fluffy world for now but hopefully we'll get past that and (laughs) regardless uh, we have three little girls here that are all different spirits and so far growing up you know as they grow up they're uh, so different and individual but yet uh, great people and hopefully they will grow up and be great adults too so but yet to be decided Sounds good. Well, thanks for joining us. Bye, people. Her North is a community in which we are building to share our stories, learn from one another, and build each other up. Catch us next time on Her North Podcast, and thanks for listening.